the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. She loves me. She loves me not. It's kind of the feeling we're getting week to week on Wall Street. Will the market end strong this year or will we go out with a whimper looking at the high valuations in face of higher interest rates in front of higher oil prices? I think that's a big question right now. Uh, The Magnificent Seven, as they're called. It is a tech rally that feels to me tired. I want to see other companies like Broadcom and AMD lead and not necessarily. And again, I could say Salesforce. I could throw in it into it. I could throw in many other names and I want to see have their their moment um, other than the Magnificent Seven. And, you know, the Magnificent Seven, Apple. Amazon. Microsoft, NVIDIA, Meta, Google. Tesla. They're all very, very, how shall we say, well-known, well-owned, and overbought. Again, I own many of those names. And I'm telling you, I want to see others win. Earlier this year, when the market started broadening out, and we saw the Russell 2000 start having kind of like a good time. I was happy because my 401k was beating my stocks. And and that's good. It's healthy. So again, the question is, how does the year end with a whimper or with a bang? Let's take a look at some of the things that we're seeing out there in the last 24 hours and the next 24 hours. Yesterday, NASDAQ was down just a skosh. SP 500 was down four tenths of 1%. The Dow was down one half of 1%. Essentially, we have a she loves me not moment going on. AMC was down 36% yesterday. I was like, whoa. The NFL is back tonight. Da 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 da. I'm not that much of a mass. Like, I think I lost my hormones or my testosterone when I was 25. Um, but they are back. Um, how many points will be scored tonight? I don't know, but a lot of people are going to bet on it. <clears throat> if you're betting and you're not investing in your 401k, you're going to deserve the retirement you get. You're either going to be a really good better or you're going to be really poor. Stocks continue their September slump. Sounds like a bad Green Day song. Wake me up. When September, no, I won't go there. Um, so we got a September slump going. Tech companies are getting the, the brunt of it right now, and I think that's great. 
Um, because again, they've been the winner winner chicken dinners this year. AMC hit its lowest point ever. They released a plan to sell new shares. Um, AMC was one of those meme stocks that people went crazy about and tried to keep alive and afloat. AMC is going to benefit from the Taylor Swift concert in October. I don't own any shares of AMC, but if I did, I would look to get the hell out of it. Um, it's just, I like companies that make money. I know you're saying you have standard job. Yes. Um, when I used to date when I was a young man and I was 18 and I didn't have any, any way of expressing who I was and I just wasn't funny and I just wasn't, had no money and I didn't have a direction. I would say my standards were, um, I'd like to date a girl with 32 teeth. And it was kind of a joke, right? Because if you're missing one or two, I don't know. Um, but it was my way of expressing a standard. You got to have standards. If you're not earning money, you ain't playing on my team in stocks these days. Um, elsewhere, workforce participation rates were 57.7% amongst women and 68.2% amongst men in August. The U.S. hit its smallest ever workplace gender gap. The ladies are going to work. I'm. We shouldn't be surprised by that. Um, and it's a shame that we're even still talking about that, except for women do have the ability to carry babies. And that is quite a chore in of itself. And mixing that with work can be uh, laborious, to say the least. Um, but yeah, the workforce participation rate by gender, it's shrinking 68.2% by men, 57.7% by women. Um, and you know, the gender pay gap also decreased, which is nice. Um, women are earning 84 cents for every dollar men make, the smallest disparity on record. But still not a huge leap from 20 cents in 22, 2002. So 20 cents separation in 2002, it's 20 years later. We're not doing all that great. Need to work on that. Need to work on that society. Biden administration moves to block the drilling on millions of wild Alaskan acres. That's some of that. I don't know. I'm not an oil driller, but let's pretend I'm an oil driller for one second here. Oh, I'm a six shooter. I got a gun and I live in Texas. I drill for oil. Trump says, hey, Mr. Six Shooter, you can go drill in Alaska. Four years later, Biden says, no, Mr. Six Shooter, you can't anymore. It's on the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge where like polar bears live. I don't have an opinion. You want me to have an opinion on money and investing, not on where do we drill. That's you. You have to figure that one out out for you. Um, Tropical Storm Lee is about to become a big old mean earthquake uh, hurricane. Man, if it becomes a hurricane and an earthquake, it's like the one that just hit LA, right? A hurricane. But on the East Coast, they wouldn't know what to do because sharks would fly through the air. But it's about to become a Category 4 with 150-mile-per-hour winds, and it can hit the East Coast, Canada, the islands of the Caribbean, or it could just remain out at sea. Again, we are in hurricane.
uh, what you don't want right now is for hurricanes to form in the Gulf of Mexico and send oil prices higher. Just throwing that down between you and me. Um, See, I don't think that's really a story. It was a story yesterday about automakers collecting a lot of data from their cars on you. Nissan admitted that their vehicles collect data on their drivers' sex lives, but they didn't explain how they got it. And I'm like, I don't have time to care about that story. I'm so sorry, but I just don't have time to care about that story. The Rolling Stones have a new album out. How is that possible? Um, Ronnie Wood, Keith Richards, Mick Jagger announced their forthcoming album, Hackney Diamonds. Um, they are 76, 79, and 80 years old. <laughs> and I hate to say this, they kind of look it, but I'll be quiet on that one. Uh, what's interesting to note about that is last year, 650,000 Americans over 80 were still working, up 18% from the previous decade. So people are working a lot longer, and that's a great thing to do. If you're healthy enough to do it, and if you can save for retirement, you almost need to keep your health. Then again, Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell are still working. <laughs> they don't have really great health either, right? Uh, careful, Rob. Don't pick on old people. Warren Buffett's 93. I love old people. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you just picked up a couple things that I dropped in that first segment about where we are in valuations. I think the story that I did, it was just one story, one day. Earlier in the year, it's probably April, where a billionaire investor said the next 15 years of investing are going to be totally different than the last 15 years because we're going to be in a higher interest rate environment. That one story has hit me and it's stuck with me all year long. Try to know we're in a different environment. Try to be aware of it as an investor, as someone who puts money in their 401k. If you were to put a gun to my head and say, which is going to perform better in the next five years? Apple. Stock I own, one of my biggest positions that I've been doing covered calls on to create income because I feel they're slowing. But if you were to ask me which is going to do better in the next five years, Apple or a value fund out of international markets, I'd say a value fund out of international markets. Am I brave enough to put my money where my mouth is there? It's tough. Because it's it's the church of what's working now. It's tough. Um, I hope you got something out of, out of the show today where I'm telling you stocks are, are going through this like identity crisis right now. They don't like the high interest rates at 4.25%. People think they can go to six. I think they can go to three and a half. The, the data that I'm getting out there of the, of the real world is slowing. It's not picking up. But we're going to have a great third quarter. But the next year, I think you're going to start seeing jobs losses. 
if you didn't get value out of the first segment where I said the new Rolling Stones, they just released a new song called Angry. Go look it up. It ain't bad for 76, 79, 80 year old uh, rockers. But last year, 650,000 Americans over 80 were still working up 18%. And I think that's great. If you go back to the story yesterday where I said 50% of people in retirement can't afford their, their standard of living that they used to have. There's going to be twice as many 75-year-old plus workers in 2030 than in 2020. And you don't just look at the Rolling Stones and say, ah, that's a one-off. You look at Willie Nelson, 90 years old and still playing concerts. Bob Dylan, 82. Smokey Robinson, 83. Joe Biden, Mitch McConnell, Warren Buffett, all still working. Now, some are healthier than others. So I think there's a sub, sub story there that keep, try to keep your health. And I got to do a better job of that. I need to lose 15, 20 right now. Um, this time last year, I was fine. And somehow I let the year get away from me. Um, Tesla's going to install 20,000 electric vehicle charging stations in 2,000 hotel, Hilton hotels. That's a big story. It's trying to meet demand from leisure and business travelers. My family has a Tesla. I hate it. My wife loves it. I love the EV side of it. I hate the it's overpriced and it's gimmicky. The number one search attribute for hotels right now is, is there close to an airport? And number two is EV charging. So that's not the story, though. You know what the story is? More Americans need charging. Gene Munster, who is one of my favorite analysts, he predicts electric car adoption in the United States will steadily increase in the coming years from 2% in 2020 to 22% by 2025. That's the story. It's not Tesla and Star uh, stalling charging stations in 2000 Hiltons. It's that there's going to be a lot more Teslas and electric vehicles out there. Do you know what I mean? What else do we have? Let's take a look at today because I've been kind of obsessing about the last 24 hours. The market's dealing with a big problem. Apple's down 4% today. And Apple is so big. How big is it? It's so big um, that it's, it's not too large of a part of the S&P 500. So you can have almost, and this is an exaggeration, 499 stocks in the S&P 500 go up. And if Apple goes down 4%, it could be a bad day. So today we're going to look at breadth of the markets. That's why I don't like reporting on the number. The S&P 500 is up 33% for this year. There's some new restrictions on iPhones in China. China's purposely making it difficult for companies like Apple, which is a good and important working relationship in China. And Chinese officials say, you know what? We don't want those Apple phones in government workers' hands anymore because they could be spying on us. Sounds a little familiar to the United States saying, you know what? We don't want TikTok on people's phones in the government or in colleges anymore because the Chinese may be spying on us. In the world of what goes around comes around, that's called karma. Elsewhere, rising interest rates are a headwind. Uh, 
do I have to look at 10-year interest rates? Yes. It's probably more important to me. You know how some people like take a look at their hair before they go out and make sure everything's in place? For me, I, I, I don't look at the world of investing until I look at the 10-year treasury. It's, it's, I got I to gotta see it. 4.28. No, we're not going to three and a half like Rob wants. We're going to 4.28 instead of 4.26 yesterday. Please turn around, 10-year treasury. Turn around every now and then. Nope, nope. You know that song um, by Bonnie Tyler, Bright Eyes? <clears throat> yeah. It was one of my favorites as a kid. Yeah. While other kids were like in Metallica, I was liking Bonnie Tyler. Yeah. Tells you a lot, doesn't it? Um, what else do we have to see out there? We got to look at oil because oil's been uh, kind of a poo-poo on the party of Wall Street. Sitting at $87.42 today. Too close to 90. 90 is dysfunctional. <clears throat> 90 is is really, really difficult. 85 is really difficult. 85 to 95. But after you get over 90, 95, it's just dysfunctional. It's just not going to work. We, it hits the average worker in the United States when they fill up their tank. My hybrid, I filled it up the other day. Um, it wasn't cheap. Fortunately, I have a lot of extra money. But if I didn't, I'd be like, honey, we need to eat pork instead of chicken. Well, we need chicken instead of steak. Or if it's really bad, it's beanie weenies instead of pork. Somewhere spam's in there in the list of cheap foods. But you see where I'm at. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robloxshow.com. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. So let's talk a little bit more about Apple going down today and kind of pulling the markets with it. Um, China's very interesting to talk about. I'll be honest, um, I don't know all the subtleties. But what I do know about China is that they have 1.4 billion consumers. And that's worth $6 trillion. China's tough to ignore. Um, Chinese military personnel and employees are no longer allowed to drive Teslas. But that hasn't stopped Teslas from thriving in China. It's pretty well known that Tesla doesn't really respect our privacy when we're driving them. There was an editor of a, a newsletter that his Spotify account, when he wrecked his Tesla, somehow ended up downloading songs in the Ukraine. And it's like, uh-oh. Uh, things don't get wiped. Things don't get cleaned up. Things get transferred that aren't supposed to be transferred. Tesla's Chinese revenue jumped by more than half to $5.7 billion. Will Tim Cook from Apple be able to play along like Elon Musk does in China? So it's too early to tell. China accounts for about 20% of Apple's revenue. But more importantly, China's got a lot of factories that uh, 
have employees making Apple phones. The world's largest iPhone factory in China has 300,000 employees, 300,000 workers. And China loves that. But ever since 2018, when there's a U.S.-China trade war going on with the Trump administration that's been carried over into the Biden administration, it's getting tougher to do business. But if anyone keeps keep good graces with China, it's probably Tim Cook. And Elon Musk did as well. Some companies like Google just throw up their arms like we got to leave the country. Like they're asking for things that we can't do. It's all very interesting. Okay, let's move back to today and the current stock market. Initial job claims for the week ending September 2 decreased by 13,000 to 216,000. Continuing jobless claims for the week ended decreased by 40,000 1.67 million. I don't expect you to really get anything out of that. So I'll tell you what to get out of that. Initial jobless claims are a leading indicator. They're at the lowest level since February. Economically speaking, it's really, really good news. Monetary policy, though, it's going to keep the Fed in a restrictive policy position for longer. We don't have a problem with jobs in America. We need to have a problem with jobs in America to push inflation lower. Will higher oil prices push inflation lower? Could be. Could be. That, that can help. But what really could help is if we were to lose some jobs. And again, that's horrible of me to say. And I know that. I don't feel good about it. There was a productivity report that came out this morning. Um, think of the productivity that we created in the United States when email came into the 1990s. Corporations and individuals were able to start writing letters to each other, communicating thoughts and ideas on business and, and personal lives, and skip the post office. Created an enormous amount of productivity. So productivity had a downwardly revised number from the previous month from 3.7% down to 3.5%. And labor cost had a revision upward from 1.6% to 2.2%. So that revision basically says not good things. Corporations are seeing less productivity from their employees and they're seeing higher cost tied towards their employees. The key takeaway there is that unit labor costs weren't as low as previously reported. So they look disappointing on the headline level. They still fit the bill of disinflation, given that the unit labor costs were up 2.5% a year ago versus where they are now, 2.2%. Uh, but when we saw them at 1.6 versus 2.5 last year, we were like, whoa, that's a good number. This is all driving the market, ladies and gentlemen. Toot, toot. I'm the conductor. Um, okay, that was embarrassing. So a friend of mine got an email that his friend works at a large recruiting firm that specializes in big, big projects and that the business is completely dried up. That's an antidotal piece of economic news. It might be better than the wonky productivity number and uh, labor participation rates and first-time unemployment claims. When you hear a big, large recruiting firm that specializes in big projects, uh, business drying up, you're like, oh, that's kind of different than what I'm hearing in the headline news of economic data from shows like Rob Black and CNBC and Bloomberg. So it's part of a business cycle. 
we have periods of overinvestment. We have periods of underinvestment. The economy is pretty sensitive to the level of interest rates where they are at now. You've heard me talk more about putting more money in savings than in 25 years. I've talked more about it in four months than I have in 25 years. The Fed is fond of saying that monetary policy works with a lag, and that's true. The next three to nine months, I think, are going to be laggy. Um, and we're going to wonder if a recession's here or if it's going to be a rolling recession, which could be totally part of it, where it hits tech stocks, where it hits blue-collar stocks, where it hits uh, you know infrastructure projects. It, it could roll. It's been 14 to 15 months since the yield curve inverted, saying that a recession was coming, and it didn't really come that fast. But we're still within the time frame of 18 months when I always say, you know, uh, the, the stock market looks six months in the future. Um, so we got about another three to five months, in my opinion, to see where uh, it's going to be uh, questionable. So because it takes about 18 months to really say, you know, the interest rates are, are pushed into the economy and they're hurting us and we see it. Now you've probably noticed some people are um, negative on bonds right now. Bonds are lovely. If we had a recession. Savings are lovely. If we had a recession. Will the fed keep hiking interest rates until they get to 10% mortgages? I don't think so. I, I I think people would freak out. So we have a problem with inflation. <clears throat> and the Federal Reserve raising interest rates takes between zero and 18 months to really hit us and to hit the economy. The problem here is that it probably hasn't hit the economy yet, in large part due to all the COVID spending. I don't think 10-year interest rates go to 6%. Um, I'm thinking a year from now, they're more like 3.5% versus 6%. Um, it could be two years. It could be three years. The timing is a little wonky. I understand the Federal Reserve has you know, hundreds of economists that work inside of the data sets that try to predict where we're going. The job opening report number that came out last week was was miserable. That's a leading indicator of the direction of the labor market. So we're, we're paying attention. Um, pay attention to the economy. Whether you're an Uber driver, a painter, a roofer. Um, you have to have a nose for where their economy is going. And... One thing that you can do is look at housing and see where it's working, where it's not working. If it's in the rural areas or not. So we're on fact-finding missions on the show. And I'm telling you, I think we got to get through about three more months before we know if we're going to economically weaken or not. 
because of all the COVID infrastructure spending and all the government money that was given to people, we've been able to stave off the higher interest rates and, and be okay. But that money's dwindling down and credit card debt's dwindling up, spiraling up or not dwindling up, but grinding up is probably a better term. I am fairly neutral. I can tell you the higher interest rates make it really, really difficult to pay a premium for evaluation. And that's one of the reasons we talked about in the next five years, do I think Apple's going to be a low cost ETF tied towards value in international markets? I don't think Apple does. Unless they come out with a car. Here's the scary thing. If they were to acquire a company to get into the automaker market like a Lucid or you know, you name the Rivian. They would have some of the manufacturing already figured out. The moment they said, we're going to design a car and they open up a wait list, Apple would have 2 million people sign up just like that. 30. That to me is the biggest threat to Tesla in the next five years. If Apple ever goes after an auto company. We've been talking about that for years, so don't bet on it. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Need a referral to a financial planner? I think you should if you have $500,000 or more heading into retirement. Contact me at Rob at RobBlackShow.com. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at RobBlack.com. That's RobBlack.com, powered by EP Wealth. So I do like anecdotal stories. Just as much as I like hard data. And I'll be honest, the anecdotal stories sometimes are more eye-opening than the data. There's soft data and there's hard data, keep in mind. Um, but the anecdotal, a good friend of mine, um, he does mortgages for a living. You've heard him on the show, Tony Mendez. And he kind of gives me insights into the mortgage market in California in particular and what loans are working, what loans aren't. But he has to gather a lot of financial information when he's trying to get you a loan. And one of the things he gave me insight into, he said, well, you know, one of my clients years ago, he had to prove his income. So he, he pulled up um, his uh, income from owning a trailer park. I'm like, ain't that funny? Like, it, it kind of like, tell me more. Um, you got me. Like, where, where's the story going? And he goes, the guy makes a poop ton of money because he owns land. He set up a business to let people put their trailers on it and live and make a little community. I'm like, ain't that something? And it's not prime land. It's not like downtown San Francisco. There's no trailer parks there. So he's buying land in rural areas that still have access to cities, but not necessarily in that city. And uh, it was an egregious amount of income. And the upfront cost, not that bad. That to me is, I would consider that as a business opportunity to diversify from uh, my income streams. I'm not saying no to it. For my retirement, my income streams are probably going to be from bonds, dividends, 
And every now and then capital gains of selling companies that I've owned for years and years and years. I hope to live completely off dividends, but that may not happen. But the idea of trailer parks, just this morning at four o'clock when I wake up, the story, the first story that jumped out at me, four in 10 workers with a 401k don't contribute. I'm like, you know what I've said? A lot of people are going to be living in trailer parks. And just brought me back to that story that it's a very profitable business. And I hate saying this out loud because it makes me sound like I, I, I don't like you. It makes me sound like I don't like people. I think there's some truth to both of those statements, but not as much as, you know, it's not as hard as you would imagine. I just like privacy. I like being by myself. If I talk to two, three people a day, that's a big social day for me. And yet I do a radio show at podcast and TV, TV spot. Like that's crazy. A new CNBC money survey conducted by SurveyMonkey found that 74% of Americans are feeling financially stressed, up from 70% in April. 37% of respondents indicated they are very stressed. Only 30% did in April. What's stressing you out? Inflation, rising interest rates, lack of savings. Another round of COVID seeming to make its way into the school systems this fall. She loves me. She loves me. Not stock market. The survey found that six out of 10 workers are contributing to a 401k. That means four in 10 are not. 46% are contributing as much as they can afford. 24% are putting away as much as their employee will match. 11% are saving up to this year's employee contribution limit. 8% just save the automatic default amount set for their plan. If you can get a 401k from a, a business, a 403b, a 457 if you're a teacher, if you can get one of those three plans and you can start saving 5% of your salary one year, and the next year make it 6%, and the next year make it 7%, you get all the way up to 15%. By the time you're in your 30s, you're going to retire well. Or at least you're going to retire. Instead of the Rolling Stones working until you're 80 years old. So that's my first thought at four in the morning. Trailer parks. 40% of Americans not contributing to their 401k when they work there, when they have access to it. The average company matching a 401k plan is 4.7% of workers' salary. That's free money. I don't know one financial planner. Well, okay. I mean, I got to be careful. Like, Dave Ramsey's not a financial planner. He doesn't have an accreditation. And sometimes he'll say wackadoodle stuff like don't contribute to a 401k. And I'm like, what? Wait, what? Um, and then he's like pushing mutual funds versus index funds. I'm like, he's not really serious about giving good financial advice. And the reason he's pushing mutual funds is he gets his financial planners or they're not even necessarily financial planners. He gets his investment advisors who have clients and they push mutual funds because that's how they get their kickback. That's interesting. And this is all just a legend. This is my insight. He may really think mutual funds are great. Um, I think mutual funds are so 1990s. They were a great way to save. 
but they they cost a lot of money to to invest in them. And then index funds. Thank you, John Bogle, man of the year. One. Um, and ETFs came along and really made mutual funds kind of like prehistoric. Little T-Rexes with little teeny tiny arms. I can't reach in the back pocket to pull out my wallet. You ever date someone like that? I have. It's like a lovely date. And then when it comes time to pay or split the bill, suddenly those little T-Rex arms comes out and no one can find their purse or reach into their back pocket. <sighs> See why I don't have a lot of friends? Anyway, uh, I would say wear white and um, be seen when you're on a bicycle like Tony Kornheiser does. But I'll say, come on, people. Take advantage of your 401k. Come on. I don't want you working to 80 like the Rolling Stones. It's not the worst thing. If you didn't save. But it's always not always an option either. I'm Rob Black, the interior financial planner. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. Good day. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.